0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am here once again. This Welcome to another episode of Unsavory Politics. My name is Jamar Jabari, and I have a great panel, and I just want to say that I respect and love that, that these guys was able to take their time out of their busy schedule to come on and talk to me. We have two things that we're going to be covering today. Um, that is very, very important. Of course, we're going to be talking about Palestine, and then we're all going. We're also, which I think will be the first topic to talk about, is how Jill Stein is um, has just announced her campaign. And right off the back, uh, you can check out her uh, a campaign announcement all over social media. I'm not going to be I'll be playing that video because I'm going to be playing another video she sent out. That is she literally goes at critiquing the Biden administration, which I was very, very pleased with seeing this video. So I want to play this. And and before we go into the video real quick, I want to introduce my panelists again. Thank you both for coming on last minute to talk about these issues. Um, we have Willie Bragg from the Willie Bragg show and Bragglands. And then we also have Peter Gosling, who is a labor lawyer. And also the former uh, the former candidate for the Green Party, I believe that was 2019, right?
1: It was so long ago, Twenty eight. COVID, 2018, yeah. For yeah, uh yeah, one of those pre-COVID things that got lost in the mist.
0: Right. Makes me feel so much older now after COVID, right? Everybody's
1: everybody that lived through it is a lot older after COVID.
0: Right. We literally got <laughs> aged. All right. So let's get right into it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to start off with this awesome video with Jill Stein. Let's see. Put me on. There we go.
2: I want to speak to the massacre now taking place before our eyes in Gaza. I speak as someone who deplores violence in all its forms and condemns violence against civilians of any nation. War, war crimes, crimes being, perpetrated being perpetrated by Netanyahu against Palestinians, Palestinians however, are, are in a league, league of their, their own, and own and have reached genocidal proportions. with the Palestinians, Palestinians denied, denied food, water, medicine, medicine and electricity, and while being relentlessly bombed as they're, they're forced to flee their, their homes running for their, their lives. lives. President, President Biden and bipartisan, bipartisan leaders are not, not only, complicit, only complicit, they are, they are full, partners full partners in Netanyahu's, Netanyahu's war crimes. Supplying the the bombs remaining down down on Gaza, the The airplanes airplanes dropping dropping them, them. the The aircraft carriers carriers defending the Israeli military, military. 10 million dollars a day to strengthen the idea, idea. and And propaganda to run political interference. interference. The U.S. role in blocking a U.N. ceasefire ceasefire resolution is absolutely unforgivable. We We call call for an an investigation of the Netanyahu Netanyahu regime's war crimes, as as well well as the role of Biden and U.S. leaders in aiding and defending them. And above all, these crimes must stop now. As a Jew who grew up just after the Holocaust, with relatives who fled pogroms and a grandfather named Israel, I take never again seriously, and that means never again for anyone. For all those reasons, we demand a ceasefire, an end to the blockade, humanitarian and medical relief, release of hostages and political prisoners, and an end to occupation and apartheid. This is the only path to peace and security for us all.
0: I got to say, I absolutely love how she un- poly- let, um, un- um went about this, and also showed her experience of being a, a growing up as a Jewish woman. Um, I, I this literally clicked on all cylind- cylinders with me, and made me understand that she means real business, just like her last uh, campaign. That she means business, and and the Democrats were not happy with her. In her last campaign. In fact, there are still liberals that blame her for Trump, which is insane. And we're not even going to get into that part, but I want to hear from my panel on this. <laughs> Let's start off with Peter and then we'll go to Willie.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I agree with your take on this. Uh, you know, this was a really strong statement. Um, it's a sort of statement that, you know, unfortunately, you know be perfectly honest. I mean, I've been working in the Green Party for the last, you know, five years and and in that time, there have been times when the Green Party has not taken as firm a position on some of these issues as it should, where it's looked to soften its position or to be broader or to fill a certain cultural niche or whatever it might be. Uh, this is a really right-on statement. I don't think there's anything that anybody could point to, uh, you know, and that uh, uh, there's nothing there to find fault with, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's very strong and. Probably one of the most important things about this statement is that they op that opening line that the Biden administration isn't just complicit, they're a partner. You know, because when I hear people talking about how uh, the United States shouldn't be complicit in genocide in Gaza, what I find myself thinking is, well, if it wasn't for the billions of dollars in aid that we give military aid we give to Israel every year, and have for several decades now this this genocide would not be possible it couldn't have been carried out without the united states as a full-fledged partner and supporter and funder financier and you know arms manufacturer right right right
0: well willie
3: well uh i would like to say first of all i agree with everything she just said uh, joe stein just said and um, and basically, we should pressure the U.S. government um, to 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 no more money for Israel. I mean, no more money. Uh, at least, no more money until this human rights atrocity is put to a complete stop. Um, and Netanyahu is a war criminal. Uh, no if answer but I mean I, I mean he is I mean this is on par with a lot of, of crimes against humanity um and as far as I'm concerned October the seventh the people that were that were uh attacked by Hamas initially um those people were in the kibbutz those people were not the natural constituency of Netanyahu. I think that Netanyahu right. allowed those people to to uh yeah, basically, to 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 die so he could justify this, what what Israel is doing, and um so, but the thing about it is, I also think that, thankfully today, I think that most, I even think that most people in the American Jewish community, do not support the this. Kind of a uh, uh, level of monstrous crimes that you're seeing from Nancy Yahoo. Even even some who may support this vote, they're kind of scratching your head. They're like, "What the hell is this?" You know. And um, yes, yeah. so, I mean that's a.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. I didn't. Mean no, to that, that's
3: basically, basically what I'm saying, and uh you know, just um, you know, um, Gil. I have no regrets. I have no regrets for voting for Gil Stein. So, Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. I would have, I would have voted for her too if I didn't, if I, if there wasn't a PSL candidate. I would have. She was definitely my second choice when she ran. Um, le, let me, let me. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now. So, before we move on to this, I, I, I got to talk about what you just said because everyone's questioning that. There's protests going on in Israel where the settlers are one, are, are, are asking for BV to, uh, resign because the question is, you know they, they they went on talking about how the borders are so strong and all this stuff. but let's talk about who really got attacked. Like you said, there was a kibbutz and and, and, then, and then we talk about how they they, they had this uh, whole musical event going on and and the kibbutz is where IDF soldiers live for people that don't understand. They have kibbutz all around Gaza. Yes, they try to use the excuse that that um, Hamas, is, is, um, the government for that strip, but they are contained because they have a kibbutz all around Gaza. They control the water supply, everything. They, they, it's an open air prison for people that don't understand. Um, and, and, and these are basically like little small bases. And they, 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 they say in the media, they use a term that these people were like civilians and all this stuff like that. No, we, if you know what a kibbutz is, you know, damn well, that's a lie. They're, they're blatantly lying they attacked the IDF soldiers mostly and and but that but that's besides the point we we're going to learn more information on that um but I think what's what's really really important is the is is to get people to understand that what's happening right now is literally what we have would have witnessed social media was around during the 1700s the 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 the, 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 the 1500s when the Spanish conquistadors co- 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 came here um the the, the first nations what they went through um what what um what um the aboriginal people has went through what every indigenous struggle around the world what they have went through we are witnessing this right now in full color on our phones on our freaking phones which by the way comes from you know we're the congo free the congo as well too because it's it's just getting really ridiculous that they are trying to spin this notion knowing that they cannot they can't win no more this is the fall of israel in my opinion um what do you guys think
1: yeah i mean i will not go so far right now as to talk about the fall of israel although i don't think right. that's necessarily out of the question um mm-hmm. i think i think this is a seismic shift uh, in not just with respect to Israel, but with respect to the whole Middle East, potentially with respect to the whole world, uh, because um, when you look at how the Western countries, the United States and Western Europe are lining up behind Israel on this, they're, and, and we see this with Biden. I mean we, we use him as like the perfect example, right? Right. What he's doing isn't politically smart for him. It's, it's, it's not helping him. It's hurting him in really, really serious ways. So then why is he doing it well because the project of imperialism is bigger than any politician it's bigger than any political party it's mm. bigger than any government it's bigger than any nation state the, mm. the, the imperialist project is this you know global empire and the people who run it are not joe biden and you know uh the the prime ministers of various european powers the nato countries uh, they are the administrators. They're like the executors on behalf of the ruling class. The ruling class has decided this, is, this will be catastrophic for us. This right. will be catastrophic if, if, uh, if Israel is allowed to fall or if it actually reaches the point where it has to seriously negotiate with Palestinians about the idea of a genuine Palestinian state. Uh, you know, a democratic, secular state that encompasses the entirety of you know the the, the pre-1967 borders. Uh, if if that ever happens, that will be such an enormous reversal, and it will so empower people engaged in resistance to imperialism all over the world. Right, it will be an enormous blow. It'll be like on the level of uh, you know. I'm sorry, because neither of you guys are old enough to remember this, but I am and and you know uh, at the end of the Vietnam War imperialism was like we got our asses kicked and we know it and for a few there was a short period of time in which there was sort of this desperate like well what do we do now like what do we do now how do we prevent this from turning into revolutions all over the world and ultimately that's when they brought in the whole neoliberal project with with Reagan almost immediately after that, still like four years later. So this is the same sort of event. This is an event that's so enormous that no politician can get in the way of it. Uh, And you know, it's really important for people to think about that when they're engaged in political opposition, because this isn't like, hey, you know what, I'm going to write a letter to my congressman, and if enough people write letters, the congressman's going to say, oh, yeah, no, I guess I see what you mean, we can't do this anymore. Right. Uh, you know, that it, it doesn't work that way now. People are going to have to stop the machine. They're going to have to throw themselves on the cogs of the machine because that's the only way this will change.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's speaking of of the people standing up. One second, guys, my cat is, is I don't want to pay for my cat hurting, hurting himself right now. <laughs> one
2: second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I I agree with what you just said there. Um, yeah, about, uh, you know, what you just said. <laughs> Cats are cycle.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah and, and, you know, uh, wait, Willie, do you have anything to say before I go into this video? Because this was a good segue of, of what uh, Peter Gosselin
3: just said. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to cut you just, off, my guy. Just- probably in in the history and the 75 years of 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 Israel's existence this is probably this was probably the biggest public relations disaster they ever had and oh, it's, I going agree. To, it's going Definitely. to ultimately lead to its demise and i i mean um the the one gl- the one little glimmer here in the united states even though there's, there is there is there's cancel culture, unfortunately, against Rashida to leave and against anybody who's protesting on behalf of the Palestinians. But there's a lot of people who are kind of opening their eyes and they're seeing that, that that Israel is not always this benevolent little oasis in the middle in the Middle East that people have been taught to believe all along, you know? Right. And the media used to spoon feed this shit to us all the time. I mean, right. Uh, I used to believe this uh, years ago, and and you know when you get alternative information, um, you get real information, and you see what's going on the the, the two tier system, the depriving of infrastructures, and the and really the gross racism of this. I mean, it, it offends people, but what else can you call it than an apartheid state?
0: Right, right and you notice that they're not using those terms they they refrain from using those terms so that's why we have to keep saying that so it could stick in people's head that don't fully understand what's going on um i think this is a conflict where people have been getting away with the oh it's too complicated but it's it's really not mm-hmm. it's when when right. you sum it up it's literally the colonized versus the colonizer That's that's just it. There's no other way of, uh, for instance, uh, I I always think of remember when the Germans marched into Poland and then the Ukrainians also helped out as well, too, um, with the slaughter. I'm bringing this up because the Ukraine war is now at a stalemate and they're talking about peace talks all over again. So this is a good time to bring it up. But for instance, you saw the poles were the ones that were being uh, the, especially the Jewish Polish people They were being colonized By both fronts of Nazis They were being controlled By both fronts of Nazis And 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 you know they come And, and we don't and I don't want Zionists I want Zionists to understand that You're making Palestinians pay for what White supremacists did to you In Europe um, Don't make them pay for what Germany and Ukraine did to you Like it's absolutely insane they're over there building relationships with these far-right extremists people should question why the zionists are so like just friendly towards their former oppressors and so barbaric towards an indigenous culture that had nothing to do with what happened to uh, the jewish people
1: in europe Jamar, I'd like to, can I, can I jump in on that for just a second? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, you know, just because because I wanted to really respond to something that sparked when you said it um, about indigenous people. You know, w- one of the things that I think is a, re- a really good question to ask is in terms of public consciousness in the United States, why has this shift occurred? I think at the beginning you mentioned social media. I think that's definitely a big part of it. But I also think the struggle around the identification of indigenous people in the United States and what that means and the struggle around just things like Columbus Day and the, you know, the, 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 the indigenous, you know, the, the sports mascots and all of those issues has, it's, it's resulted in a broader and broader discussion, certain start, obviously started out on the left among a relatively small group of activists, but it's spread and so more and more there's been this discussion about the idea of settler colonialism something Mm -hmm. that until you know maybe frankly until a couple of years ago only a handful of people on the left had ever even heard the term right right but now more and more people are talking about settler colonialism it's because we've been sensitized to the issue because of learning about the indigenous struggle and so we we think about that and then somebody says hey look what's happening in palestine You know, these people who've lived on the land there for thousands of years and what they want, the only thing that they want, the only thing they're asking for is the ability to take back the land that they lived on and have a meaningful level of control over it. And when you start from thinking about the struggle of indigenous people in the United States, and then you transpose that issue to the Middle East, all of a sudden the Palestinian struggle isn't, like you said, it's not complicated. All of a sudden it's crystal clear. This is exactly the same
0: issue. Yeah, exactly. And you 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 talked about earlier uh Peter about how people are making a sacrifice. I mean, we have activists literally blocking where the weapon manufacturers are even here in Connecticut. They're blocking people from delivering weapons to Israel. They're blocking access to businesses that are complicit. Um we there's a there, there's a thing about power people that um that's very important that power also has disruption and that's what we have as an advantage here D- the more disruption that we can do on the west here it it it, it, it keeps them thinking that whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. what we're going to do we're losing we're losing the narrative we're losing the narrative why why are they disrupting our, our processes if we don't disrupt their processes they don't feel the sting until we disrupt their processes i want to play this video real quick um there was a demonstration this morning. I covered it on my TikTok, um, and it got over, got almost a hundred likes. I'm very glad that um, a lot of people saw it because, you know, the local media talked about it. But this needs to be pushed nationally as well too. We have a, a weapons manufacturer company here in Connecticut called Colt Colt Man- Manufacturing in West Haven, and activists from all over Connecticut came in and they literally blocked the gates. Let's 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 see a little bit of this. This is off of uh, Kerry Ellerton's uh, page. Call Paul, you will see. You are on a killing screen. So free, free
2: Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Long live Palestine. Long live Palestine. Long live Palestine. Oh, man, Palestine. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated.
0: And there's some words there, um, but the font is a little bit too small, so I'll break down what it says because the giant paragraph. Basically, uh cult Manufacturing made a deal with Israel to to send 16,000 rifles to the West Bank to give to settlers so settlers can shoot to kill any palestinian on the street or just attack any palestinian on the street um we we see that there's a growing violence in the west bank as well too the excuse is that hamas is in gaza but they're because they're they're also attacking the west bank so this tells me that oh no this this is just like what willie bragg said they're looking they found an excuse to try to exile Palestinians, to persecute more Palestinians, to kill more Palestinians, and our our complicit senators, I would like to shout out to Senator Richard Blumenthal. People have been calling your office twenty four fucking seven, and you have been ignoring your constituents. Let's see how that works out for your next campaign. For your next campaign, um, Rosa Delora, representative here in New Haven. People have been calling you and you were the one that was defending Columbus as well too. Rosa DeLore. You have been on my list for a very long time. I just want people to know that I detest Rosa DeLore. Um, <laughs> she has been very complicit and she has been ignoring her constituents. And we're talking about a lot of people. And then last but not least, Chris fucking Murphy, the, the, the Zionist himself, the head honcho, the, the, the lover of Israel a rep a, a senator of connecticut he loves to talk about israel as being a great country i've seen him talk and Israel's not a country it's it's a state it's a colonial state it was a colonial state that was established by the british and now my tax dollars is taking over <laughs> our tax dollars is taking over <laughs> what the british left off um so and then you also see um There was also something else I was going to bring up as well, too, Um, whenever I come back to it. But you guys, uh, have you seen any, is there any other uh, actions that you guys have seen all over the world?
1: (laughs) I thought one of the things that was most impressive, personally impressive to me, um, was the sight of hundreds of uh, Jewish Americans, including dozens of rabbis, taking right. over the Statue of Liberty right you know, that that was that was that was right on um and and it's kind of interesting because it's an important symbol during the 19 uh, early 1970s when the American Indian movement uh started up as an organization the American Indian movement uh th- that was one of their targets was uh uh it was the Statue of Liberty as you know it's a it's, it's a symbol of the United States in both the good the best sense and in the worst sense too um, mm. and I thought it was a really powerful message to have the 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 focus of their demonstration and the identification of their of their demonstration being that they were Jewish Americans who were protesting Israel's actions and defending the people of Palestine mm. yeah oh um I
3: want to uh, just back it up for a second uh. Yeah. You were talking about you were talking about um uh the, the senator from Connecticut, uh Chuck Murphy, I believe you says Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy. Um the asshole he,
0: from Connecticut.
3: Well I was just reminded of a Saturday Night Live sketch about a decade ago when, in real life, Senator Chuck Hagel was supposed to be appointed. I don't know if he was, he ended up being Secretary of Defense. It's like, I think he was like a moderate Republican senator from Nebraska that Barack Obama, Obama appointed. And, yeah, I mean, just like any other senator, he's like, uh, he's your typical supporter of Israel. But he says something that that didn't quite jive with with the. It, it was kind of like he's like ninety five percent instead of one hundred percent with Israel on something. And so there was a senatorial hearing on it. It was big time controversial. Saturday Night Live did a sketch on it, and it was mm. funny. Because they had Lindsey Graham and, and John McCain and all these motherfuckers.
0: Neocons.
3: Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody just just sitting there just, just absolutely just doing public relations. I'm sorry, public relations rim job for the state of Israel. It was funny <laughs> watching that. I mean, you need to watch it. It is it's it's great because they in their own way they were they're were kind of acknowledging you know this is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Look at our um our our government. They had issues finding a speaker of the house, but as soon as Israel starts getting on the genocidal to they automatically find a speaker of the house and they're able to freaking pass uh, a package for Israel. And it's so hilarious because these are the same people that were like oh america first we have to worry about our own things we have to we have to figure things out blah 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 you know how the republicans go and then all of a sudden they just go right into genocide mode with Biden and all the other democrats that support them they even censored the only palestinian representative in congress uh rashida talib while all of their other politicians were calling for the genocide of children and, 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 and palestinian families and palestinian doctors palestinian um christians palestinian jews palestinian muslims all the just just palestine just just calling the, just calling for the, the the pure annihilation of these innocent people but they want to silence the only palestinian and all she said was from the river to the sea palestine will be free so you know that 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 skit That you talk about SNL, that is literally them right now. And it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Not only that, I mean, you know, uh, Rashida Tlaib, I mean, what do you expect her to be pro-Israel? She's been banned from visiting her family in Israel, you know? But Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, I don't want to get into red versus blue, but Marjorie Taylor Greene could talk about uh, Jewish satellites from out-of-space shooting space lasers into into the California wild forest. That's okay. Nothing to see here.
1: I think I think the even easier one, frankly, because it's completely it should be completely nonpartisan, you would think. But George Santos, a pathological liar, right? Somebody who is a fraudster and a liar and everybody knows it. Nobody Mm -hmm. even contests the fact and they couldn't censure him, but they were able to censure sister to because, first of all, she's not white. Right. And Santos is whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Right. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, she's she's not white and she defended people who are not white. And, you know, in the United States Congress today, that's going to get you into a heck of a lot of trouble, no matter no matter who you are. But she absolutely had a target on her back from the word go. And it was a given that any issue that had to do with the Middle East, but especially an issue having to do with Israel and Palestine, uh, they would come after her.
0: Yep. Yep. And this is exactly what they did. And 22 Democrats signed on, voted on to censor her. 22. So we need to make sure that we have those names and remember who they are because come ballot box time, I swear to y'all liberals y'all need, like I'm talking to the liberals here. I need you to pay attention. Don't give me that Trump scared tactic. Nobody supports Trump on this panel. But don't give me that, oh, lesser two evils nonsense. You see exactly what the Democrats are capable of doing. You see it. It's just well,
1: it's clear as day. The thing that's really <laughs> the thing is really problematic for the Democrats, though, and it's going to be really problematic for a lot of people who right now they're on the bandwagon, they're out there, you know, participating in demonstrations. So they want to be seen as being on the right side. They're the same people who put the Black Lives Matter signs on their lawns, you know, in their In their white suburbs uh those folks got a problem next year because at the federal level at the level of you know the 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 house of representatives the senate and the presidency we we know who the people are who are friends of palestine because we can count them on one hand right the rest of them are either have either openly and outspokenly supported the genocide or at the very best, have passively allowed it to go on. Yep. And and I think our position, and I think, uh, you know, um, this should be an election in which it's actually pretty easy to say to people, you want to know who to vote for, vote for somebody who didn't vote for genocide, vote for somebody who didn't stand up for genocide. That's not that's not a very high threshold, okay. Right. Uh, Generally speaking, whether or not somebody has openly supported genocide isn't something that you really have to meditate on decide whether or not they're worth your vote. Right.
0: Very, very, very much. It's that simple. (laughs) Go ahead, Willie.
3: (laughs) Biden is in trouble in Michigan because there's a large Arab community in Michigan, and they don't take too kindly to what's going on in over there in Gaza, and especially what happened with Rashida to leave. I mean, you know, uh, and and the thing about it is that that Biden, you know, Biden's. I I mean, right now, as it stands, it looks like. I mean, whether people want it to happen or not, it looks like Trump is coming back. And, God,
0: yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, I hope not. Uh, look, mm-hmm. we got 47% of the independent uh, registered voters. Could we please, like, I wish there was a movement where we could just, because we know it was the Democrats during the Clinton campaign. Uh, Bill Clinton, I'm talking about, that that put an end to the third party um, during during their campaign. We need to get that repealed. I wish that we could build a movement to get that rebuilt. I want socialism anyway. I want a system for the people. But if we're able to get the third party back to power and being able to be in our Congress, like I don't care who 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 on the left is running at this point. I we need to get these people in office. We need to get. PSL candidates in office. We need to get um Green Party people in all, all office. We need to get CPUSA people in office. We need to get everybody on the left in office. We have to like this is this is the charge. It's clear as day right now. Why do you think Jill Stein is running? Why do you think Cordell West is running? Like it's it's clear as day. Why do you think Claudia De La Cruz is running? We we have momentum that it's time for a third party, the two-party system. Has exposed how incompetent and complicit they are for the rich in genocide and capitalism. They have exposed themselves. Yeah, get
3: cut. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean, uh, I was just gonna say, um, what's really frustrating is when I talk to people from across the political spectrum, nobody, nobody likes the status quo. No way, Democrats don't like it. Republicans don't like it. And I told them, I told each of them, when you go to the polls, there's more than just Democrats and Republicans in most states. I mean, there's always a third party out there of some sort. Do some homework, do some research, and check some of those independents out and vote for them. Oh, oh, and I can't do that. Oh, no. Why don't you just do that? They can't do that. They just will not vote for an independent candidate. It's frustrating. And then they're going to complain about why things are, why why the status quo sucks. Well, they keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's why it's so important that grassroots stay strong and we don't let um, this country shut down grassroots because that's what they know they know that the people are listening to grassroots and they're doing everything they can to shut it down everything they can and that's why you see uh black socialists from florida like literally like 60 70 years old they just ran up in their house and and yeah. charged them for treason just they're doing this because they know that we know how to mobilize And they're trying to kill that. Um, I I would say that, you know, at first I didn't want to use the term, but I think that we are slowly moving into a period of fascism. Um, What do you think, Peter?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I've uh, you know, I often tell people when we have this discussion about fascism, you know, in the 1980s, after the first uh, Reagan administration, when Reagan was reelected into office. A big part of the left at that time said, "You know what, fascism is imminent," and uh, and some of us said, "No, you know it's not imminent because actually we still have the full range of you know essential democratic rights. We have the right to get our our views out into the public. We have the right to talk to people. We have the right to protest. Uh, there are you know it's just not the case that this is fascism." Mm-hmm. Now that was not to say that for for, uh, for some people in America it's always been fascism you know people living in in, uh, in urban neighborhoods uh, brown and black neighborhoods in the United States it's been fascism for a long time uh, you know for people living in rural parts of the south you know uh, black folks who were denied the right to vote until well into the 60s and there was a federal law uh, you know, uh, we're essentially living under fascism. Right. Up until this point, I re- I, was, I really have resisted using the term in a broad sense to apply to apply broadly in politically in the United States. Um, but yeah, I mean that's where we're headed. We have a we have a Republican Party that openly espouses fascist viewpoints. They want to eliminate political perspectives they disagree with. Not just from the political spectrum, they want to they want to remove them from from uh, they want to uh, teachers and pro, and professors who espouse views they disagree with shouldn't be teaching they shouldn't be in, they shouldn't be there uh, you know public figures and organizations who espouse these views are considered un-American and they teach people they 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 tell people these people hate America they hate freedom they hate everything we stand for. And that's the rhetoric of fascism. That's not the rhetoric of conservatism or even, you know, sort of front of the mill right wing sentiment that's so common in the United States. Right. That, that that's that, that's a fascist perspective. Uh, and yeah, it's, it certainly is. It's on the ascendancy. There's no question.
0: Yeah, I I love how you di- di- differentiate that because I think that's the point I was trying to explain. Um, the rhetoric is very much. Um, cancellation snuff out um stop do not allow i mean even to the point that bank accounts i mean look at canada canada's forcing people to register to their government if they want to have a media platform that's insane Uh, Willie, what, what do you think? You think are we in the period of fascism?
2: <laughs>
3: yes, well, uh, absolutely. And uh, like Peter said, there's times I've been kind of resistant um, to to do a blanket and I meant say you know say that even Republicans are fascists. I mean, although there are, there were always pockets of it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but
3: I mean, I look at the Republican Party today, and I. I it's, it's largely fascistic. I mean, um, it is it, getting you know, and Donald Trump, like Jimmy Dore said, uh, uh recently, isn't mm-hmm. like a cartoonish expression of it, but right. DeSantis of Florida is an actual laboratory of fascism. And, um, I and mean, I remember
0: he said that, yep, that's a good yeah. quote.
3: And, and think about it is, I mean, like, registering he wants he wants people who criticizes him to be register register their platform in the state of Florida um i mean th- things of that nature um and the anti riot laws that favors the right wing and that gives the rights for people to to actually assault leftists i mean it's just uh, an anti communist curriculum in the schools you know tar- you know um we're just talking about it. just just him alone, DeSantis. right? Uh, Trump is Trump is a goofball. He's silly. He's incompetent. Um, I just don't think he's I, I, he's lazy. He's a blowhard, you know. Uh, yeah. And because he's dumb, I don't think. And you know, and dysfunctional. I think that, that maybe the res, resistance, liberals and the left, will have a better fighting chance of, of, of him over DeSantis. But I do think that that you have people in you have people talking about suspending the constitution and stealing <laughs> Christian sharia. Yeah, I mean they want to do this sort of thing, you know. Right. And yeah, they right. and now they favor censorship. They accuse the left of, of of being against free speech even, you know, and and then they there they're trying to talk about wanting to punish people for supporting Palestine on college campuses.
0: Yep. And that's the other part. Like what I'm noticing that's different from this, as soon as Israel started acting the way that they are acting, you have noticed a lot of people lose their jobs, especially in the academic world. And especially attacks on college students. I've I I really can't, I'm only 31 years old. And we have seen a lot of conflicts in my short 31 years. Um, And I have never seen, even with the phobia, such a response like this. I've never seen such a response like this, where people are actively being fired, losing their careers. Um, Colleges being criticized very harshly, too um it's totally different to me and it scares the shit out of me i'm not going to lie because if this is the way it's going how far can these things escalate what what could be next or um i mean marco rubio already has a proposed crackdown on people that they want to deem is uh supporting the the communist party of china in america or or who's supporting russia that bill, I don't know if it has been passed yet, but he definitely has that on the market. So it's like, what the hell are we about to see here? And I think of Lenin, and this is a good part to close, and I would love everyone's uh, reaction to this. Um, again, I think of Lenin when he said, one of my favorite quotes, fascism is capitalism and decay. And I think that's exactly what we're starting to see right now. We're starting to see capitalism in decay. And that means it's going to get a lot more worse. I mean, you hear people opting out their 401ks just so they can survive. You know, um, the the credit debt has through the roof. People are literally taking out credit cards just to make ends meet. It's it's. It's chaos or the inflation. I mean, me and my girlfriend, we spend hundreds of dollars just for food when it used to be like 120. You know, like it's. It's getting rough yes. in every aspect. of life, Every aspect. And they still want to call this country the greatest. <laughs> Rome said that, by the way, Where, where's Rome now? Just to let people just. <laughs> <laughs> I just to add that. <laughs> uh, final thoughts, guys. <laughs> Let's start with Willie, and then we'll go to Peter.
3: <laughs> well, I say that that we need to to remain diligent, and steadfast, and and you know there is hope in terms of of the. Sympathy that pe- that Palestine people, of Palestine are having, even in the West. I mean that right now there's more support for Palestinians in the United States than there has been in in the 75 years of history of Israel. And um, and you know and and the the one the the one outcome that that's going to be the best outcome for everybody is a democratic secular successor to the state of israel one that that allows both the palestinians and jewish people to live peacefully with a constitution in their country that allows equality for both people it's neither palestinian nor jewish but accommodates both people
2: Mm. Mm.
0: that's interesting
3: yeah but but it cannot be it cannot i mean israel cannot it cannot continue to exist as it currently exists right now because i mean yeah you know um you know this is a crime and i honestly i do think that benjamin Netanyahu needs to be arrested and mm-hmm. he needs to he needs to go to, to for crimes against humanity not just for what's going on in gaza but also being complicit for um, for his partnership with George W. Bush and and Tony Blair, urging them to go into Iraq in 2002 when he was the foreign minister in the Sharon government. Oh, I
0: forgot about that. I read about that. I was a kid when that when he said that, but I re- I remember studying about that. Um, I'm, I lost my train of thought. There was something I was
1: going to say, but go ahead, Peter. Last words. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see, I have to come up with last words that are different from what uh, has been said so far. So let me try, let me give this a shot. Thinking mm-hmm. about uh, fascism being capitalism and decay. Uh, one of the things that I think that people in the United States, especially activists, especially people who are worried about what's happening, need to do is to shift their gaze away from the United States, stop gazing in our navels, so to speak, right, and look at the rest of the world. because. Right. There's an enormous amount of hope in the rest of the world. Yes, there you is. You know, when you look at, you know, you and I've talked about this before. When we look at what's going on with BRICS, that these, this alliance, this international alliance of nations with very different histories and cultures and ideologies and political systems, who are saying, "Hey, you know what? All we want is a context in which we can engage in trade with each other and develop without having to rely on U.S. imperialism." And that's the one thing that U.S. imperialism cannot allow to happen. Right. So in other parts of the world, there are things taking going on that show that there is room for an enormous amount of hope for the future. Uh, and we can't be too dismayed by the fact that this is a collapsing society, that this is a failing society, because the the failure of the United States is a precondition for the liberation of the rest of the world. mm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a great way to end things, especially giving hope. You know what I mean, because that's exactly what the candidate that we need to to run to give the people hope. Because there's too much despair to now. Um, so yeah, that definitely that definitely is a great way to end things. Thank you so much for that, Peter. <laughs> well for people that are that were watching thank you so much for, for 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 tuning in and for the future audience that will be listening to this on spotify and wherever you get your platform wherever you get your podcast um also thank you so much for listening in uh, have a good day evening or night whatever time zone that you will be listening to this is my name is jamar jabari um th- thank you for listening this is please like share and follow and Willie Bragg check out the Willie Bragg show and also check out Braglands and where what where could they where could they find you you're a labor lawyer so you will you're just going to be helping the working class <laughs> 24
1: 7 seems like 24 7 sometimes but you can also check out my blog on WordPress awesome uh, which is tell no lies claim no easy victories it's a quote from Am- amilcar Cabral
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and uh, that's that's the goal tell no lies claim no easy victories.
0: Can you send me that link? I'll put it in the description below.
1: Sure, I will. Thanks. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. And for everybody, I want you to have a very nice day and get some rest. You know, I know it's been crazy, but get some rest. Um, Thank you all. Have a good day.